All right, 40 minutes past 6 o'clock, sorry, 7 o'clock, uh, we continue, inshallah, we got hold of the DA spokesperson, uh, DAKZ and Department of Economic Development, Tourism and Environmental Affairs, Heinz uh, Tapur, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Pangola Lake that is becoming an elephant poaching slaughterhouse. Heinz, good morning to you, sir. Hi, good morning, how are you? Very well, thank you. Hope you're doing well as well, Heinz. Not too bad, thank you, not too bad. Thanks so much for your time. Hans, before we talk about, you know, the slaughter of the Pangola Lake elephants and the call for national intervention, more information regarding Pangola Lake, exactly where is this place? Yeah, so it's technically known as the Pongola Put Dam. It's uh, north of Richards Bay. It sits uh, near, just to the eastern of uh, northern KwaZulu-Natal, just before you get to... Sodwana, and um, it directly borders the Josini area. Um, so that's that's where it is, and it's one of two dams in South Africa that actually has tiger fish in it. And as you know, tiger fish are those very ferocious uh, fish that like to do uh, that give you a good fight. Acrobatics, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, very important tourism uh, area. A lot of uh, boat tours and so on um, that are there. So just to the north of you could say is where where it is, and um, yeah, Pongola Port Dam. Um, so a lot of port people just call it the Jazini Dam because it's the Jazini area, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, now, this article that, that, that's speaking about um, uh, this um, lake turning into an elephant uh, slaughterhouse. Has this been going on for, for for a long time, or has it just been in uh, recent times that these elephants have been targeted? Look, uh, the, unfortunately, the elephant story and saga is quite a long one. Um, they were introduced into the area from Kruger National Park, um, I would presume, more than a decade ago already. Um, and were then between various private landowners and Ezembelo, and I think um, Isimangaliso Wetland Park was also involved. They actually moved between and around that whole lake area. Um, and then at one stage, they moved into Swaziland. Um, they managed to get into Swaziland, into the, um, into the game reserve there and the Swazi side. And at some stage, um, they were then, um, I wouldn't say chased, but they were, um, they were encouraged to go back into South Africa where they were come from, where they came from. And the border fence between Swaziland and, um, South Africa was then closed up, and since that time, they've been roaming around essentially on the um, eastern shores of Lake Jazini. And um, yeah, it's it's been probably about uh, two to three years, give or take, that um, you know they they have from time to time come under attack. But the the real attacks, um, you know, and the poaching that we've been seeing happening has really it flared up uh, at, towards the end of 2022, um, and now coming into you know just the first week in January, basically when there was this wholesale um, attack on them and the shooting at of tourists or at tourists on on that were visiting the lake, which obviously has now brought the whole situation into the public spotlight a whole lot more. Um, so it's been ongoing. But we mustn't forget that Lake Jazini also has been subject to massive poaching in terms of fish. Yeah. Um, there is um, tons and tons of fish that are being poached um, in Lake Jazini on a monthly basis. So the guys will go out there with gill nets, um, illegal gill nets, 
uh, lay them in the lake and indiscriminately um, catch thousands of fish out of that lake. Tiger fish and everything else that is there, really stripping the lake of its uh, ecosystem and biodiversity. Yeah. Sad situation, uh, Hain, to know elephants being poached, fish being poached, yep. no lights, potholes everywhere. Where to next, sir? All right, uh, Hain, to know the, the DA, not just the DA, but every one of us, so we are all condemning the mass slaughter of the elephants in uh, Tozini. We are all calling for national intervention. Well, I'll be correcting saying, Hain, that, you know, the armed groups of the poachers have now uh, completely laid siege to the eastern shores of the lake, and they are in control yep. of the area. It would seem that way. It would certainly seem that way. Um, you know, uh, there, there's there's a lot of uh, you know the the, the group um, is partially local based, so it's it's local people who are who, who are doing this. Um, uh, but there's no doubt and there's suspicions that they are being supported by, by potentially foreign nationals who are interested in the ivory and. Um, and, and what's happened is that those eastern shores have now become a no-go area. And it's been, it really has been a dangerous area for quite a while. I went out there on an oversight visit um, about a year ago and, and took a boat, uh, you know, like many tourists do, to the eastern shores. And we had to be very careful about where we go. And if we spot anybody in the bush, we had to kind of like leave quite quickly. So it's, it's been going on for quite a year because the guys have been laying the guild nets. And if you accidentally drive over one of these things or become entangled in one of these things um, or interfere in any way with those illegal gill nets, um, these guys will shoot at you. And that's been going on for quite a while too. So those eastern shores are the Wild West. So it's, it's completely um, you know, uncontrollable. It's extremely um, bushy and a lot of trees and, and all the rest of it. So it's very difficult um, to kind of like track any kind of criminal activity that goes on there. Mm. Uh, but certainly a dangerous place. Um, they've demonstrated their willingness to, to even kill people by shooting a policeman in the face there about a year, year and a half ago. Um, he was part of the Richards Bay um, SAPS water wing, you know, the guys with the boats. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was busy poaching somebody that spotted a group of suspects that were chasing them on foot. Uh, and and uh, the guy turned around and, and shot him in the face, and luckily mm. he survived. Mm. So, you, you know, if they can shoot police, um, yeah. they're quite mm. willing to do to do anything. I I, I would presume. Mm. I believe guards have also be, uh, come under attack yep. in that in that uh, region from these armed poachers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Security guards. There's a lot of private security there that's hired um, uh, by various uh, conservation. Uh, groups or, or, or reserves, um, and I believe that that incident also took place near the Swazi border, um, and that it was guards that were on the border that 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 came under attack, and there was some infrastructure um, that that was destroyed, uh, set alight basically. I think it was water pumping, uh, reticulation kind of like uh, infrastructure that was damaged there. Mm. Um, so it's just getting more and more serious by the day. Yeah, uh, from from any of the investigations that, that have been going on, or any info that have been received, is, is there any particular reason why they targeting the elephants? Look, there's a lot of speculation, and there's nothing confirmed at this point in time. the The, inf- the information is is that there was a, p- a particular gentleman from the area who, who was a local resident who apparently was killed by an elephant 
Oh. Um, yeah. Um, and this, this, this happened sometime last year. And following that death, there was a community outcry. Well, I, I, I want to be very careful here. I want to just set the record straight. When we speak about the Jazini community, we're not saying that every single person in Jazini is going out and, and, and poaching and shooting elephants. Right. Um, we, 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 don't, we certainly don't want to label everybody in the Jazini area like that. There's a group, uh, let's just say, of between 20 and 30 people um, who are involved in this. And, um, but the allegation, um, and I want to reiterate, the allegation is that this gentleman was killed by an elephant and that um, his friends and family have vowed to take revenge, to rid the area of elephant because they killed the family member, and that uh, you know they want that that area back for cattle grazing and and the raising of livestock. So that that that's the story that's coming out of Jazinia. It's untested, it's not confirmed, um, but it comes from from inter, internal sources within the community. Mm. So that might be it, but uh, there's there's another thing to it, and then another thing is is just pure greed. If it was revenge, you go shoot the elephant and you walk away. In this case, the tusks are being removed. Yeah. They've been cut cut out, or they've been cut off with angle grinders. Um, and I have no doubt that there's an element of uh, uh, illegal ivory trade that's going on um, at the same time, and that there might even be um, some organised crime in terms of you know. Uh, getting the ivory out of the country. Um, so there's a lot of angles to the whole story. Mm. And now, uh, you guys have called for, for government intervention. Uh, has there been any response, any plan, uh, anything that uh, that has been put on the table that, that is, this is how we're going to combat uh, this problem that we are facing? Yeah. Uh, this is the shocking thing for me, is that you, you have a tour boat with more than a dozen people on it, including several uh, international tourists. They come under fire. They almost die because they're being shot at. Um, you, you know, last year we had um, a policeman that was shot in the face. You, you now have, you know, at least uh, between 15 and 25 elephants that have been poached over the past year. Um, and we have heard absolutely nothing from anybody. We haven't, I, I certainly, and I watch the news quite a bit, and I read quite a bit of the, the media, I haven't heard any kind of statement um, from from anybody in provincial government. I haven't seen anything from SAP saying, look, we are concerned about it. National tourism has uh, seemingly been silent about it, and, and, and provincial economic development, tourism, and environmental affairs, of which I'm a member of that committee, uh, that department uh, has been silent. Um, and we haven't heard anything from them. So if we if we thought that you know government was going to be alarmed by this and, yeah. and suddenly say something or do something, I think we're sadly mistaken. And I think it's just a sign of the times um, of what's going on in South Africa. Um, things are falling apart and falling apart rapidly yeah. in all in all spheres of government um, and society. And I think that's just. One just, it's not just this incident, one just has to look around you at the state of the economy and infrastructure and crime. Um, you know, where murders and attempted murders are not important yeah. to government anymore. Um, and I think that that, that is the real concerning um, uh, thing that's going on here. And I think it's also the driver um, behind a lot of people simply packing up and leaving South Africa.
Uh, Heinz, a few minutes ago you spoke about the ivory mm. trade here in South Africa mm. uh, and uh, that the uh, tusks were being removed by the locals. What is the worth of the tusks of an elephant? Oh, now you got me. Um, I, I, I haven't tracked uh, what those might be worth. Um, yeah. You know, look, uh, rhino, rhino horn sells for up to, what, uh, $80,000. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, tusks are not not as um, uh, as valuable, I believe. Yeah. But there, ha- but there has been a marked increase, I believe, in the um, demand for ivory. Um, especially, it goes uh, if it's exported, it goes to the far east, where you know ivory carving and that uh, type of thing still happens on a regular basis. So, yeah, I can't give you an estimation, but I can. Bet my bottom dollar that it's it's not cheap. Uh, yeah. It's certainly not cheap. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? I just uh, thought of something. Uh, I'm prepared to go to the wetlands with my rifle if you guys are prepared to pay some big bucks. <laughs> you know, um, I think yeah. Look, there's 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 a lot of people that are outraged um, by um, this incident. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people that uh, share the same sentiments who yeah. believe that, you know, if government can't do it, public citizens need to get involved and go and, you know, arm themselves and and and, and fight for the rights of of the elephants and and the rhino. Who yeah. this year, this year we've also seen an exponential increase in the poaching of rhino, with more than 244 rhinos being poached, which yeah. is just a shocking indictment. Um, but I think what sets what sets the you know the the good South African citizen apart yeah. from the bad South African citizen is self control and and we must continue um, to to do what we are doing right now to talk about it to highlight it and to to bring it to the attention of government so that they must do their mandated duty um, because once ordinary citizens cross that fine line between the law and respecting the law. And, and going into vigilantism, um, you know, then then the whole country falls apart. Then then we have right. a situation that happened, uh, you know, with the riots where it was a free for all, and we had three hundred and some odd people being killed, um, you know, uh, in many cases for for no good reason. Um, so I think we, we we must be careful about those type of things. We have to, and that, that's why I'm so grateful to to people like yourselves, is that you've, you've taken the time to actually speak to, you know, um, the people who might know a little bit about what's going on there, so that government can sit up and say, hey, listen, you know, people are talking about this. So the citizenry are concerned, um, the people in that area are concerned, the conservationists are concerned. If we don't do anything, we're going to lose the entire herd. We're going to lose all the fish in Jazini Dam, and consequently, we're going to lose a multi-million rand tourism industry in the area, which is situated in one of the poorest municipalities in South Africa. Um, mm. The Mkanyakude district is poor. It's very, very poor, and tourism remains one of its biggest economic benefits. Hayes, final question. So like we're saying, the yeah. situation can no longer continue. Uh, you know, you mentioned that the, the party is uh, going to escalate the ongoing war against the poachers, yeah. uh, taking this to the highest levels of government. Absolutely. We're demanding the arrest of those who are destroying our uh, tourism sector. What are your guys' plans uh, for the next few months and weeks? 
Yeah, so all the information the, um, on what's been going on, um, the photographs and the videos and the history of it has been shared by myself with um, our colleagues, uh, members of parliament. Um, so we've got our um, minister, our shadow minister of um, water and sanitation, uh, because water and sanitation nationally looks after the dam. Um, police, uh, crime intelligence, um, and then also our national spokesperson on um, uh, environmental affairs, uh, Dave Bryant. Uh, they've all been briefed on this. We're just waiting for Parliament and the legislature to officially open again. And then the tough questions are going to start being asked. Um, really, I think that uh, they will start making contact with those ministers. And then um, I'm obviously going to be doing the same with um, our MEC and our Conservation and Environmental Affairs uh, Committee. And what we need ultimately um, is for those departments to all get together, for, for the SAPS um, to put together a specialized task team. Um, those people who've got the authority to go in there with big guns and handcuffs and uh, sweep the area uh, in a crime intelligence uh, based um, kind of operation so that they know where the guys are um, and make the arrests. I mean, you can't be walking around with high-caliber rifles and AK-47s yeah, and, and, shoot, and shooting with, uh, shooting at people without consequence. Mm. Um, you know, possession of an AK-47 that carries a mandatory prison sentence of 15 years. Well, let's get it there and go and arrest guys. Yeah. You know, there's some good arrests to be made and uh, mm. to go and uh, make some arrests there. And we will give them the due praise that uh, that's due to them if they do their job. Mm. We certainly hope that uh, that situation uh, uh, can be resolved and that uh, that area can be safe again uh, for tourists and for, of course, uh, the wildlife as well. Uh, Hans, thank you so much uh, for joining us on Radio Star no International. It's been lovely chatting to you and thank you for the insight. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate uh, that. Thanks, Have Hans. a lovely Bye-bye. day. Bye. Bye.